Hey, and welcome to the Entrepreneur's Ecosystem Podcast, where we aim to help you, the big-hearted change maker with a bold vision to build a business that gives you butterflies and a life that makes you want to high-five yourself. How? By addressing the interconnected nature of all that you do. From marketing to mindset and everything in between, we believe your business is more ecosystem than monoculture and that when it comes to creating sustainable success, it's all connected and there is no one-size-fits-all formula. Join us for conversations that embrace nuance, elevate the importance of empathy, and address the diverse and unique strengths that enable entrepreneurs to not just make money, but to make real lasting positive change in a regenerative and revolutionary way. Hey friends, welcome back to the Entrepreneur's Ecosystem. We're coming to you today with a solo episode. It's just Don and I, we have so many things to talk about. We have so much to update you on big shifts happening over here. And yeah, let's, let's get into it. Oh, oh, stoked. I love how it's a solo episode, but really it's both of us. (laughs) Yes. Together we are one, which maybe is an interesting place to start. Yeah. Okay. So we were just before we hit record talking about this idea of thought terminating cliches in the world of online business. So if you're unfamiliar with this term, a thought terminating cliche is basically, it's just something people say that like ends the conversation. It's just discussion over. So statements like, let's just agree to disagree. Mm. That's a thought terminating cliche. It ends the conversation. You, you can't go further without putting yourself in a awkward social dynamic position. Right. So what does that look like in business? And there's so many. And one of them is you're ready to scale. You want to grow. You want more time freedom. You want to just do the things that are in your zone of genius. And so the thought terminating cliche in response to that circumstance is, well, just build a team. Grab a couple people and have a team now. Right. And well, what I've learned, I think what Dawn knows and what everyone who Mm. is actually doing that knows is that just building a team is so much more than what we're told on the surface from a lot of coaches and influencers and gurus. And well, it's a lot like, more complex. Yeah. Even like VAs. Cause I remember, um, so I started working for Shanti right before the pandemic hit, like end of February, 2020. And I got kind of like overwhelmed in June of 2020. So I quit. I like, we'll call it, took a break at that point. Right. And like went off on my own and didn't need a lot of money. So I didn't, didn't work very much. It was quite nice actually. And then 
you tried to hire, right? And coming in October, like, or September of that year, uh, we, we obviously stayed friends and we both were moving to the same town. And I was like, okay, I'm going to move. And like, when I landed, I was like, honestly, like, I don't want to do this hustle for clients BS. Like I kind of just want to work for Shanti again. So I just like sent you a message like, Hey, just wondering, like, maybe you want me back or whatever. And you were like, Oh my God, please. Because you had had like 35 people apply. Right. And it's like, like, even just like finding one person out of 35, like I looked at the applicate, it was, it was the applications were interesting because they're in your type form. Right. Like love to everyone who applied or whatever. But anyway, it was easy for me to get my job back is all I'm going to (laughs) say about that. Um, Yeah. 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 And it was, it was such a literal nightmare going through that traditional hiring route of posting a job listing on like Indeed and then getting all these applicants that like it, there was not a single person that was like really qualified or had the, the skill set that I was looking for. And not to say that happens every time. That was just my experience, which was so frustrating. I think partly because of just being fed that language for the entire time that I've been a business owner, like just build a team, just build a team. That's your solution. It's so easy as if it's not a whole entire skill set in its own right. So that's building the team and hiring. That's like teeny tiny slice of the pie. Mm. And then there's like actually leading a team Mm. and nurturing your team and that is a whole other thing, which is such a beautiful growth opportunity (laughs) that I've been so grateful for, but holy has it shown me like my own shadow in so many ways. And also it's highlighted the importance of really understanding like other personality dynamics. And we talk a lot about like personality assessment tools, getting to know yourself. But I think it's, it's really useful to have those tools in relation to improving how you communicate with others. Totally. So, so funny for you and I, because we have like almost the same <laughs> results on so many systems yeah. and we're like also best friends. So it's so interesting to navigate that. And you've taught me so much. Like, well, obviously you've, you've taught me more (laughs) in general in life. I was just thinking about how like me and Colin, Colin is, um, Shanti's husband have like similar horoscopes. Right. But like part of the thing in like the first year of working together was like me just like needing more like affirmation that I was doing a good job. And you being so used to Colin, who like, if you affirm he's doing a good job, gets really uncomfortable, right? So like one of our dynamics was like, I needed to ask for that so that you could understand that it was okay even to like give feedback. Yeah. And just being like, I almost think like you needed permission to like give praise or accolades, but like I needed them to know that I could even like take the next step forward or something. Also like we're best friends hundred percent, but we like met through the business, not through this business, like, but we met at a marketing conference 
And then uh, shout out to the Copywriter Club, but the Copywriter Club Underground, right, is where we like actually connected to start working together. And our friendship like stemmed from working together and you teaching me as a subcontractor. And I think that like it happened like when it was time for you to hire, we'd already worked together so much that it felt more organic, right? Like it was like, I don't think you just like wrote up a job posting. And I was like, I'll take it. Can I have it? <laughs> right. And I feel like that's so different than when you wanted to try and replace me a couple months later. Cause yes. then you had to put the job posting out there. And then everyone else on the team has either been people we recruited or who were like, uh, told to come speak to us, right? Like Elisa, Amy Posner was like, you need to connect the Shanti and Dawn because you guys are so much in alignment. But I don't think like you, ha- did you put out when you hired Dustin for the VA position or EA position, did you put out a job description in the world for that? I wrote it and was about to put it out there. And then I think you were like, oh, my friend Dustin is looking for, right. for something. <laughs> yeah. Like, so we sent it to him and it was just perfect. Yeah. So yeah, it's funny how that happens. And right now, okay. So I haven't told you this yet, but we just came to the realization that we, we seriously need like child care, home support help because we've got the garden and all these projects on the go and the yurt that we're going to build. And like, there's so much happening, but there's only me and Colin and he's like with the kids all day. It's so full on. There's like, they're like one and two and a half. And then Mav is older, but like those littles are so demanding. You can't turn your back or they are pulling up the pea plants immediately. So this last week was like, all right, we just got to get serious about this. And I, you know, sat down, start creating a job post, getting ready to put it out there. And then Colin's like, oh, there's like this couple I know. I think they might be interested. Let's run it by them first before we put it out there. And lo and behold, they're like so stoked on it and they're going to come and they're going to give it a shot. Amazing. So, it's, you know, can't wait to meet them. <laughs> and it's just funny how, like, when you sit down and get serious and you write it down and you have a strong intention, mm. in my experience, that has called in what I'm looking for without even necessarily putting it out there in a, in a big way. Right. Yeah, that's interesting. That speaks to, like, <laughs> the, like, sort of, um, woo energetics that you and I are willing to live our life by. And especially in relation to like figuring out what you need and getting clear on that. And then also like, I don't know, like those months when I uh, wasn't with you back in 2020, like probably was just because it was my job. Right. (laughs) So like nobody, like the reason you couldn't find anybody was because it was already like, that was already what I was meant to be doing. And I was still working for you part-time at that time. So like I hadn't left completely to create space. So maybe this is a time to introduce that I have left completely, uh, but for real this time, um, (laughs) um, Although I will never obviously leave completely. Um, We're still, we're still on Slack. (laughs) Yeah. 
all day, every day, um, which I'm so grateful for. But yeah, right. Big transition. And I mean, I've always known that your like entrepreneurial spirit is, is there and you are capable of so much and creating so much. And, you know, this is a whole conversation, but I always thought like, I can't, I can't like give Dawn Mm. what she's not necessarily like worth your worth is limitless, right? but like what you would be capable of on your own. Maybe that's a limiting belief, but. Uh, I think also though, it's like, I wouldn't have been capable of like, and you are an expander for so many people, but I wouldn't have been capable of even like imagining what sorts of things could be available to me without having worked with you. And we were saying like, we have a lot of like the same uh, like personality traits for sure. I'm just thinking about like on, on, on the Colby, which I just did recently after our podcast with Laura Wright, we were like almost exactly the same. And we're both like quick start nines, which makes me think that for the longer term, I'm probably like not the right person to be like running your agency, but for the shorter term, and especially as like your first full-time employee, it probably made a lot of sense because we could both like have ideas and then like, and like sort of run with them, but almost right away, pretty much a couple of weeks in when you were launching Grow With Quizzes Live, we brought in Shari. It'd be interesting to know what her Colby is because she's more of that like meticulous follow-through. So almost right away, from from starting and I remember like after the Laura Wright podcast um you were like yeah I need someone just like you but maybe with a slightly different Colby report so that we could like like fill in the gaps but I think that when I came on it wasn't necessarily about filling in the gaps it was more like adding fuel to the fire to move the business forward right yes yeah totally yeah and then um I uh, have some strange natural team building skills. So, so that was nice. And that's part of like, maybe what I'll, I'll do moving forward for other companies. But like, I don't think I would have left you if I hadn't been able to leave you with such a solid team, right? Like I wouldn't have been able to feel, and that was part of the reason of why I gave notice. I was like, this is a good time. And if we lose any of these people, I'm going to have to stay for another six months at least to like sort out what this next person looks like and what they're doing. And since I've left, I think you've done like, is it like a lot of restructuring? Because you haven't, well, you've hired someone to fill some of the gaps, like some of the copy editing gaps, right? But, But actually, what are you doing now? with the team because I'm actually interested and I think other people might be interested too who are listening. What are you doing now with the team in order to like maybe not need a dawn at this point or so that it's like because I kind of had that like quick start ability to like jump in and fill all of these different places, right? Yes, totally. And you know, this time you leaving, I have no fantasy around it ever being easy or even possible to quote unquote replace you. And so I'm not even going to try because you are just doing so many 
different things in different realms. Your strengths are like so diverse that there's like no other unicorn that could ever fill that role. So, so yeah, I was not like, okay, I'm going to make a job description and go and like hire someone to replace Dawn this time. I was like, no, actually we're going to just pause client work for a month, a month and a half and revisit some of the things we've been talking about as a team for many months Mm -hmm. that would improve our, our processes for client work specifically to make it more efficient and, and to create a better flow for everyone involved. So that's been like a big focus. And then, yes, there's, there are certain things that we needed to bring in. So Grace is now helping with copy editing, which has been so amazing. She's incredible. And Dustin, who's our executive assistant, he's moving into like more of a project manager role in a lot of capacities and sort of taking on more communication with clients too, because up until now it's, it was like me and you kind of doing that together. So he's taking that on more. And I did a program once with Brianne Dick and, oh, I forget her partner's name right now, but they're visionary CEO, I think is their company and they call it climbing the visionary ladder. So like Dustin was in this very like administrative role and like helping send emails and, and putting proposals together and Mm -hmm. um, sending invoices, stuff like that. And, and now we're sort of gradually moving him into this place where there's more responsibility. There's more like challenging things involved And if it got to a point where like that was taking up most of his bandwidth, then I would just hire someone else in that role of doing like the general admin stuff. Mm, Right. And then we're also looking at like, okay, now as we grow and really like dial in our our systems for one-on-one client work, Mm. and all of our internal templates and everything like there are so many moving pieces and we should probably do an episode like just on all that's involved with running a very small agency um but as we get all that figured out then shari and elisa also move up that visionary ladder where they're in more of a oversight position and doing more strategy work and doing again, what you were doing before you were doing like the project management and the strategy and the copy editing and like all those different things. Mm -hmm. But there's, there's kind of creative ways that we're like filling the Dawn void (laughs) and not that that's even possible, but it's, Mm -hmm. it's starting to happen and we're getting clear on like what the next chapters and the evolution looks like. So Shari and Elisa are in that oversight role, um, helping with strategy, helping with like client facing stuff, then we can bring more writers in who are newer, who we can guide and mentor and 
and do what you did for Shari and Elisa when they first started. Mm. So that's like sort of where we're at. And then on the, on the other side of that is, well, what do I feel like really excited and passionate about right now? What do I want to do the most? And it's been creating a space to explore and experiment with the empathy marketing ecosystem concept framework that I've sort of just been sitting on for years that's been percolating in the back of my mind that I haven't really done much with. So my focus has been on, yes, like figuring out how to improve our flow and systems and everything, uh, but also creating fertile ground and, and doing uncomfortable shit that it's been a while since uh. I've created anything like new, new, where I don't know if this is going to work, where I'm like doubting myself every, every two steps forward I take, I'm like one step back. I don't know if I can do this. So that's also happening simultaneously and it's full on. It's funny. Hey, how growth comes like that. Like when it's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Don's going to leave. And I'm going to do this at the same time because that's how it is. But I love that because, well, I love that of course, for you, because you might as well do hard things. I think as a quick start, as a everything that you are, I was like, do I need to name your personality types? No, we probably do that enough. But like, (laughs) like both you and I, we can get bored kind of easily. And I think that you actually have held that, um, that space better than me. I get bored way too quickly, which is part of the reason why I was doing all sorts of different things like in your company, because the need was there, but also because I'm like, oh yeah, I kind of figured this out. So now I want to do something else. Um, And I think that although there are people who are more capable of doing the same thing for a long time, both Elisa, Shari, oh, and Dustin, like they're going to want to grow, right? And also um, you have quizzes and quiz funnels figured out and it's such a gift to be able to offer how the how-to and all that jazz to new copywriters, right? So like, or newer copywriters, So the idea that Elisa and Shari can move into more of a strategy oversight role is beautiful for them because it gives them a chance to like step into some power, but also is beautiful for people who, yeah, want to break into the industry, right? Like I learned so much working with you, Um, like right from the very, very, very beginning, I was just like absorbing so much. And then to be able to pass that on to other people was really valuable to me. Like it felt... So special to be able to empower other writers. Cause I think as creatives, we, we like, here's a, is it, what do you call it? A thought, not thought provoking belief, but a thought, a thought terminating cliche, a thought terminating cliche, right. Is the idea that like creatives don't make money or like right. creative people should become lawyers because that's where the money is. Like, like if you're good at writing, you're probably good at art, you know, um, yeah. and, it, and it doesn't have to be that way. And um, yeah, like my eyes were just like open to the possibilities of uh, sustaining myself well with something that I was maybe naturally gifted at, or maybe it's because I read so many crazy, like so many books growing up that writing came naturally to me. And And I'm not the only one. And I have, I know so many people who are kind of, 
struggling and trying to figure out how to like create purpose in their life. And what we do isn't just selling stuff for people, right? Especially because like the types of people that you and I choose to work with are so like, they care so much about the world. I think you call them world changers, right? And, and, and they're just so like purpose-driven and heart-driven and um, being able to help them be in their zone of genius, like do what they do best. And then translate that into copy that actually gets them like sustains their life is really rewarding. And so I, I love the idea of being able to, yeah, use your agency and this thing that you figured out and done so well and help other people to, to grow and, and to step into that like I did. And then I get to go off on my own. But also that you also don't have to do it only with one-on-one clients and that like fertile ground is such a, such a beautiful place for you to like, yeah, experiment with the sort of growth that you have been offering your team and your one-on-one clients to people across the board who aren't necessarily like in it for a quiz funnel, but are more in it to like grow their business in this more like emotionally available, empathy driven way. Um, And it's been fun for me to be able to support you in your struggles, right? Like it's like been like, not that I'm, I don't have fun watching you struggle, but it is nice to just be able to be like, come on girl, like, you know, you have it sorted out. Right. And I don't know. I think again, just back to like, if we're not, I don't want to be like constantly launching, but if I'm not constantly growing, then I have, I don't feel purposeful. And I don't know if this is like, actually a healthy thing. I don't mean to be like hungry for everything, but if I'm not constantly growing, I get, yeah, I get bored. And I imagine that I know I don't have three kids to support. So like, it's easier for me to like, uh, to do less, right? Like I could get bored. I could be like, yeah, I'm going to change everything entirely because I have no responsibilities besides my clients. Yeah. I'm rambling, so I'll stop. Well, I would love to hear about what's happening for you since you transitioned. But first, one thing that came to mind for me when you were talking is really the the biggest realization lesson that I received. That was a hard lesson. That was, was the first time you left and it was before you'd come back, but also when we were like navigating what coming back would look like. And it was really that someone like working to help me build my company is like an immense, massive honor. Mm. And yes, like, of course you receive money and mentorship and lots of things in return, but especially for the types of people that like are on our team and you included, you all have the skill sets to go out on your own and kill it and make like way more than I could ever pay you. And I'm super aware of that. And so it's, it's like, yeah, just this like deep seated knowing that, whoa, Like this person is 
here because they want to be, and they're giving their time and energy. And that's, yeah, such a, such a privilege. Mm. So how can I be a really good steward of that Mm. while also managing and navigating like the logistics of it? Because it's like, well, I can only afford to pay like a certain amount and we do have to navigate hard conversations sometimes and even like roles changing, like Dustin moving into a role with more responsibility, like that requires more guidance and coaching and maybe like a little bit more tough love from me. Yeah. So you know, you get comfortable and things are easy breezy for a hot second and then something shifts and it's like, okay, (laughs) but that's the, that's the beauty of it. And that's the growth. Yeah. I think it's so funny. Like, wouldn't it be interesting to just be comfortable for six months? Like, can you imagine just like comfortable and easy breezy for half a year? Like, I don't know if maybe that's just not like the entrepreneur's life. I, and admit, and if you're like me, like if you're comfortable, you're like, how can I get into discomfort? Right. Um, yeah. And also though, working with you that first year, we like doubled your business. So yes, it wasn't, it maybe is an honor having me there, but like to be able to like, like help someone like grow their business so much is also an honor. And I I like to think of like almost like vortexes or like funnels, but not like sales funnels. And that like we, uh, yeah, you could have all the skills in the world. Like I still have not, not closed a sales call. Like if I am on a sales call, I will close it. Should I choose to close it? Right. Which is funny because I'm in like a sales masterclass or mastermind right now. And I'm like, oh, this is the wrong one. I don't need help with this part. But that's besides the point. It's like, yeah, sure. I had the skills to do all of that. But at that point in my life, I didn't want to be seen. Like I wanted to be like I was, you know, I wanted to be behind the scenes. And I didn't want to have to do sales calls or, um, you know, have my own website or niche down in a way that like made sense. Like, what am I going to niche down in all of that stuff? So thank you. I think it's beautiful that you like feel that honor and you're right. The people on your team are like insane geniuses, but I think that's a reflection of you as well. So like that you call those people to you uh, because you're this vortex at this point where like you have been comfortable being seen or maybe not comfortable, but you put yourself out there being seen and you'll show up and actually, right. So speaking about, well, I'll I'll shift a little bit, but keep talking about it. I, one thing I've done in in the last week is started a YouTube channel for blind reacting, uh, like TikTok blind reacting to copywriting reviews. I asked, like, I've put it out there in the world. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not like just like going to people's pages and then shit talking them, excuse my language. And then, and then putting it on the internet. I've like put a call out to my community and said, like, I'll do this. But one thing did happen, which is that, was it yesterday? Yeah. Or the day before yesterday, I got served this ad from Kevin Rogers of Copy Chief, which is like, where are you at on your copywriting path? or what have you. And I, for like the last year have been doing like quiz reviews for people from interact, right. And the community. And, and also like, I rarely will click on those ads, but I'm like, Oh, Kevin Rogers has a quiz. Like me and Johnny need to know, need to know what's up with this. So I took the quiz 
and there were problems. It was fine. I wasn't going to say any, I wasn't going to like make him a loom video or anything, but then, uh, the automation. So I got, I was in phase six and the automation that like the email automation sent me a phase one. And then I got another email and it was phase zero. So I just replied to one of those emails. I was like, yo, like your automation screwed up. You probably want to work on that. And I said like, plus I would expect more from Kevin Rogers or uh, for the copy chief, the copy chief and his community manager got back to me and was like, thanks for letting me know about the automation. By the way, what do you mean about more? And I was like, sure, send me the link to the quiz and I will, I'll review it. So I just did like a five minute loom review and I was like less gentle than I uh, usually am. And uh, I know like Joanna Weeb with copy reviews, she's like, you know, let me know between five to 10, 10 being like absolute teardown. I was probably somewhere around seven, eight and just kind of flipping. And I just sent it back to her. Um, and then like, four hours later, there were 11 views on the loom and a message from Kevin being like, thank you. Uh, you know, this is why people don't write alone. And, um, like, we're going to take your stuff into account. So that was funny to me because that's like me being seen, but like by interesting people, I guess in the industry, like I was talking to Amy, my coach, and I'm like, what do you think he's thinking? And she's like, he's probably like, is she in my ecosystem? Maybe I can get her into my, my mastermind, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, like my YouTube channel, what I've started doing is just reviewing copy for people because I've done so much of that for you, um, like for you, but also for our team or also with Interact. That's like part of what I've been doing for them, like under you and and moving forward after um, after we like separated, but stayed together. And um, it's given me a little bit more confidence in my ability to be out there in the world. And I think I was looking back on loom videos and like so much of what you taught me was via loom. And then so much of what I taught our, our, our team was via loom. And I think that has made me more confident just being on video, making a loom, telling people Mm -hmm. stuff. And so for me, that's like, I don't know, that's my attempt to build authority is my YouTube channel, which within the first week I have 13 subscribers and over a hundred views on my two videos. So like, I feel like, I'm, right. And you and yes. Josh were my first subscribers. I was like, I don't even need other subscribers. I am like authority, <laughs> but Shanti and Josh, like I'm fine. Like I don't, I don't need much more, but oh man, I know that this all related to what we were speaking about before, but it's gone now. Well, I love it. I'm so proud of you. And just, just like the first of many just, yeah. Exciting new growth challenges mm-hmm. that yeah. 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 And like, it's fun for me because that's an opportunity to do what I really love. And I discovered what I really loved working with you with our team, because there's just something so magical about taking a pretty good writer. And I mean, Shari and Elisa are great writers, but we have other like subcontractors that we also use who are great writers, but aren't necessarily like masters in screenwriting or like one of the top poets in Canada writers. And like taking them and then teaching them how to be effective, persuasive, empathy-driven copywriters, that is so fun for me. And so that's why that's what my YouTube channel is going to be about, is helping people to optimize their work. Especially, I think like, I think copywriters, it's interesting though, because I'm I'm going to launch like a small group, like copy coaching program. And as soon as I was like, I'm going to do that, 
every single big copywriter who I'm subscribed to was like copy coaching, copy coaching. I'm doing a copy coach. And even like copy school has copy reviews in it now. So in some ways it makes me think like, oh, I'll step back and do something different. And then in other ways, I'm like, well, maybe this is just what the industry needs. And so that's why, um, that's why I feel it. And that's why they're feeling it. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. It's funny how we see a lot of people doing the same thing. And I mean, for me, for you, for most people listening, the tendency is to think, well, that market is flooded. So I should do something else like blue ocean it. Yeah. But sometimes the market isn't necessarily flooded. It's just that there's like a massive river flowing and, and plenty of room for lots of kayakers. I love it. So (laughs) (laughs) with lots of fish to catch, it's like the morels, like you guys, if, if you can see the video, you should show your bounty because Dawn Mm -hmm. just harvested so many morels and you're going out into the forest and there is like more than you could ever take. 100%. Actually, like we could bring this metaphor further because the first two times that Nathan and I went out into the forest looking for morels, we ran into my friend Scott, who if you're in the Okanagan, he is the guy to get forage stuff from. And so the second, and yeah, he's like Okanagan forager on Instagram or something. And so the second time we went out, we were like, Scott, like, what's the protocol here? Because there's so many cars out. And he was just like, pick a direction because there are so many morels growing in our burnt forest. And also I recommend that people go out into the burnt forest. I don't know if that's like a legal recommendation. So, you know, check, check with your safety because one thing that's so beautiful about these burnt forests is that there are new trees growing. There are mushrooms coming in. Like this is a devastated year, but the bounty that comes from that devastation is sort of like Shiva's dance of destruction Mm. and recreation. But the first time we went out, we found like huge ones in these clumps by the river. And we were like, okay, this is where you find these types of mushrooms. And then the next time we went out, we found tons in a different type. And then, um, and then he went out like without me one day. And like, I got this text and it was like exploding heads. And I was like, oh my God. And he's like, an entirely different type of terrain. And if you just like psychedelically alter your eyes without psychedelics, it just happens because you're in the forest. So you're not like focused. All of a sudden you could see these morels everywhere. And I'm not saying that people who need copy coaching are like morels, (laughs) but I do think it might be similar to that in that like there are, there's, there are so many people who need help and there doesn't matter how many, like, we don't want to devastate all of the morels out of the forest, but it doesn't matter. Like Scott Moran probably knows where to find the biggest patches, but I can go out there and just like soften my eyes. And there's like, yeah, we probably have 15 pounds easy of, of morels. And we probably got like five yesterday. So yeah, I think it's like that, the coaching of the idea, like everyone's like, oh my God, there's so many coaches now, but there are so many people who need coaching. There are so many copywriters who have the talent, but haven't honed the skills and also maybe aren't that good at sales calls or like, like there's so many like different soft skills that I think different people can support 
that, that I'm still going to do it. So that's my pitch for myself. If anyone needs a copy coach, hit me up. I'm, I'm in, I'll probably be launching like June, July or something. And just like, really, but for me, like, I'm not going to have this big funnel. I'm literally going to like, maybe do like a Google doc sales page, but be more likely just to like tap people on the shoulders who I know are looking for a little bit of extra support and, and offer them in. Cause it's just like a game for me. It's not, it's not financially necessary, but it feels like a way to give back and also to scale how many people I can help. Cause like, if I can help copywriters be better then they're helping so many people. Right. So it's like, and I feel like is scaling your impact also a terminating cliche or is that like, I don't know. Do cliches <laughs> yes. just become terminating? Well, you just need to scale. Right. That's a, that's totally one because mm. it's often like end of conversation. Like, Oh yeah, you're right. I just need to scale. Okay. Right. And then like, what, what, what does that even mean? Totally different for everyone. So, but yeah, I love that you're doing that. You're my copy coach. Like <laughs> if you are, if you have a business, if you write things, you're going to benefit from having a second pair of eyes totally. who knows what they're doing and on your copy. Yeah. So yeah, from so many different directions, like you're not just saying, oh, you should change the word strength to power right. and, and looking at grammar, you're looking at like the strength of someone's actual offer and their positioning. And are they just like using a bunch of cliches that people have heard a million times and their eyes are going to glaze over? Is their formatting so terrible that you, like no one's even going to bother reading it? There's so much that uh-huh. you're looking at. Which none of it I would know without you. (laughs) So again, it's like this, like, and this actually made me think about, okay, like you're building your team and you being like the royal you, um, but also you, uh, Shanti. But I don't think that you have this idea that you're going to like build your team and these people are going to stay with you for, you know, the length of your business, right? So I love what you're doing right now because a lot of the things that we were putting into practice, talking about, or like, I know Elisa and I, I would be like, oh man, you got to add this. Okay, this thing that we just talked about, you need to add this to your like email marketing tips and tricks doc. Or like, there were so many things that like, if she and I both left and that didn't become systemized, then these things that got created during the time that people were working for you could just have dissolved away, right? But taking the time now, which maybe you wouldn't have, I'm not sure. Probably not. Like it's, I think a lot of the time we don't do things until we're forced into them, right? So Mm -hmm. now you're taking the time and I don't know if you have any dreams of selling your agency or if it would even work without like Shanti Zach at the helm, but like, it feels like you're creating something that is more systemized, more scientific, more based in conversion principles because you've internalized them, but new writers need to like work hard to understand them. Right. And, and more like, is the entrepreneur's dream to sell their business? I'm not sure but it feels like what I imagine you're creating right now is something where there's like more solid roles and more solid systems. So that if someone who had the right personality to sort of be at the helm of this quiz funnel empire wanted, they could like 
buy it. I don't know what this looks like, or if you want to just reiterate that and not be totally screwed, right? Like actually be able to be like, and, and you, you did systemize the quiz process with grow with quizzes, but it's different for clients. Like it's not that you can't learn how to do that with grow with quizzes, but yeah, it's different for clients. And then it's different for like the kind of crazy clients. And by crazy, I don't mean like crazy. I mean like crazy big influencers that, that you are attracting, right? Like things need to be better than Kevin Rogers's quiz for those people. Sorry, Kevin. He's not going to listen anyway. You should have hired us, Kevin, if you ever listen to this. <laughs> um, we love you. Oh, so- actually, hold on. This brings me back to what I was talking about is I got a new follower on Instagram yesterday and she was like, LOL, I just watched your video to Kevin. I wrote the ad for that. You were totally spot on. And I'm glad you reached out. And now we're chatting and she's like, oh, I'm going to send people to your copy coaching program when it's ready. Let me know. Right. So yeah, that's, this is the full circle to why I even so spoke funny. about that. So funny, right? Yeah. Yeah. Putting, putting it out there in small ways. Like, mm-hmm. yes. So yeah, I would say right now, my vision isn't to sell the agency, but it is to remove myself as the bottleneck mm. and and make it so that it can run pretty efficiently without me having to like have my hands in right. every pot. Right. So that's like the current goal. That and makes that sense. takes a shit ton of work. Yeah. Like that's another thing that, you know, people like, throw that out there willy-nilly like you just need better systems and it's like well okay (laughs) six months later like the day-to-day of creating better systems and and that's still a work in progress and always evolving and there's mindset stuff that comes with it right that like it's not it's not that cut and dry yeah so yeah, next time someone tells you that, um, systems. dig a little deeper. Like, what does that, what does that look like? What does that mean? Because <laughs> it's not a, it's not a blanket statement mm. answer. I do think though, like that goal of not removing yourself from the day to day, but removing yourself from having your hands in every single pot is probably very similar to most entrepreneurs. And also is probably why that like quiz funnel for Kevin, which is new and would they'll sort it out why it wasn't quite working well enough. Cause he probably wasn't in every single, like he probably, he didn't set up those automations. Right. Yeah. Like, so, and also I think that's what I, like I removed you as the bottleneck by having my hands in every single pot. But if you don't figure out your systems, then you need a person to do that. And you can't really scale people. So like, no, I know we're not just scale, but I think like systems are how you scale, but they need to be based in, like, you can't just like join somebody's like, maybe you were in one actually, maybe that anyway, we won't name any programs, but you can't just join someone's program. Who's like, this is how you systemize because every process is different, right? Like it's, Mm -hmm. You know, so unless someone, unless you're just like, we do Rye Schwartz conversion co- coaching 
sales funnels. That's what we do. We do exactly this. You can answer this questionnaire and then you write it with these theme plates. And then this is how you do it. That would be a way to like, you know, use someone else's systems to scale your business. But if it's like, yeah, we learned this stuff from Rye, from Joe, from Rick, from Amy. And now we like, you know, from you and from your brilliant. And then we just pull it all into like magic. How do you systemize that? And like, and how, oh, it reminds me of like Jen's quiz where it's like everyone's being sold this idea that like you can go from your coaching certificate or from like buying copy school to six figures a month. No, I'm exaggerating, but almost, right? And that's not real. (laughs) Right. If you just like create a course. Right. If you've never even had a single one-on-one coaching session and like all of that. Yeah. Yeah. Like the systems evolve and develop over time in organic ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think part of the mindset around it is that not having your hands in all the pots means that things will go wrong right. and mistakes will be made. And then, you know, if you're like kind of a control freak like me, the tendency is like, well, ah, I'll just do it. And it's, that's, the wrong attitude, but that is like the immediate reaction is like, oh, I'll just do it myself. Right. And that creates more work over time and isn't productive, but that's often like the, the reaction. And if you don't catch yourself in that reaction yeah, and like find a solution instead, yeah, then the pattern just perpetuates. Yeah. And you, cause like, I think that's what you were doing before you like brought a team on, right. With like, sometimes like hire a subcontractor, get the stuff in and be like, well, this isn't good enough. So then stay up all night, three days in a row Mm -hmm. and and like crush it on your own while paying the subcontractor. And that's like, that's like, that's Mm -hmm. why you were like, actually, I just need someone I can teach that I can like work with, that we can like share this load. And I think it is easier probably to have a team member if you are looking towards that, right? Like someone that you can nurture and not that nurturing people, like you, you are naturally a nurturer. So that's good. But also it's like that that's work in itself. And it's, and I think it takes an emotional toll. Um, And that's why it's like, oh, never mind, I'll just do it myself. Right. But it's not not realistic to a long-term vision of a sustainable business because you need sleep and, and you do need to be like, I think one reason that we worked so well is like, um, I was kind of able to like sponge and absorb so much of what you taught me. And then I was able to like pass that on. And now that passing on is what you're systemizing, right? Like a, a lot of that. Yeah. And I think that it does take a certain sort of like unicorn type person and it doesn't have to be me. There's lots of unicorns out there, but who can like extract from you what it is that makes you like different and great and awesome at what you do and what it is that makes your work different and great and awesome. And then from there, I do think it is, I do think that systems are created in the passing on of wisdom and knowledge and, and like, and actions and how things work. And if you just try and like buy a notion template and then slap that onto your business, I don't, 
Yeah. I don't think it works. And I love like what you said, like you have to let things fail in order to know where the problems are and where the systems need to be. And so you have to like step back from me and then let things fall. And then you'll see like where the people that you're working with need more support and like where maybe we just need, you know, four days of like full on research before that person can go into it. Um, and, and so then maybe that becomes your system or like our beautiful um, <laughs> conversion quiz template uh, uh, spreadsheet that we've created over the last couple of years that has so much in it, right? That now you can hand it to a writer and be like, when you fill this out, you're going to know so much more about how you're moving forward or those like hundreds of quizzes that you've written that we can pull from for like ideas about formatting or different sections, all of that. And it's never the same because each client, each client also pulls from you and the team that genius of what they need to speak to their clients, but it's not like you have to reinvent the wheel, like pre grow with quizzes, Shanti, just discovering them right each time. Yeah. Yeah. And I do think, and you and I have discovered this and and spoken about it a little bit on the pod before, but like personal growth happens in relationship and personal growth happens when you let, let like for your team, when you let them fail and then you can build them up and, and give them the skills they need. And for yourself, when you realize that like, oh, something could fall, a glass ball can fall and it can break and you can handle it. You don't have to be like perfect and on and like putting out the absolute, I think it needs to be your best, but it doesn't have to be this like perfect thing each moment. Like we, we don't know where growth is unless we, unless we fail. And like for you and I friendship wise too, like figuring out, like we had like this awkward time when I was like kind of ready to leave, but not ready to talk about it. And also where like a program you were creating was like shifting in your mind about what it, like what it was going to look like. And my role was going to be shifting in it. And both of us, it's like, we couldn't connect on a friendship level as deeply as we wanted to and as deeply as we were. And we were still supporting each other and there for it because like this conversation needed to be had, but it wasn't ready for it to be had yet. And like both of us, like, thank God we have each other because we were able to like show up as ourselves, say what we needed to say, hear each other out, cry a little, and then like move forward. And that I have trouble asking for like what I, what I need. Um, And so like, that was like a beautiful opportunity for me to like bring it out. Right. And like have such a like supportive, soft place to do it where I knew you weren't going to be like, F you, that's ridiculous. You, You know? And then I think same, like same, similar, maybe not asking for what you need, but like even just saying like things need to shift. It's like, actually this idea we had doesn't work for me, but like, I bet you were really afraid to say that. Right. So mm-hmm. like, no. And, and you probably thought like, uh Oh, Don's going to ditch me if I say this, which I did, but not really. Um, <laughs> and even like, like letting me go is like that beautiful growth place. Right. And like, and, and letting, and letting that happen. Um, but like just being able to like be real with each other, I don't know. I, I like, I think we called called each other in and I imagine any of our, re- our listeners would also call in. We call in the lessons we need, right? And if we can show up as our most loving self, which I think is part of the empathy ecosystem, 
then we can also get through those lessons and evolve together and like create even bigger things. And who knows what like you and I will create together, whether in copy world or not, evolving into the future. That might not have happened if we both just like, if you were just like, well, you know, I'm going to keep my distance and she's going to keep her distance. And we'll just keep on working on what we're working and I'll just give her a raise or something. Right. Like I, I, if anyone is wondering, I was being paid well. So it's not, it was, it was, it was certainly not like not about, about finances um, for leaving. I'm going to be totally honest. Like I just, I think, and I think lots of our listeners are the same. It's hard for me to be somebody else's from nine to five. So like, that was really like, that's been my biggest blessing is I'm like, I'm still working very similar hours ish. I am working a little bit less, but I'm like, oh, well, I can book a massage at this time. And I could before, but I felt like I needed to check in with my boss and that's fine. You would have been like, yeah, cool. Go for that massage. Right. But yeah, there is, there is that freedom. There is, there's something that pulls us to, to be entrepreneurs and sort of like, I think it's like the same thing that pulls us towards like a more sovereign life. And so many yogis like us value freedom over everything else. And I don't know that being an entrepreneur necessarily does give you freedom, but if you are lucky enough to work underneath someone so incredible as Shanti and then have all of these skills to move forward from, like for me, it was easy to shift into, into my next roles and, and feel supported and free. And I wouldn't have been able to. Like I, I would have yeah. been struggling before. You're not just starting out though. It's the thing. That's the beauty is that like, you've got this solid foundation. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And I want to bring up one other thought terminating cliche Ooh. that I am guilty of. And this is this statement of like, well, business is like the best personal growth experience you'll, you'll ever have. Okay. Like, uh, okay. But like, what does that mean? What do you mean? So to go deeper into that, I would say that the communication piece for me has been like the biggest Mm -hmm. and that I'm sure like for some, maybe it's the visibility piece, or maybe it's the learning to not self-sabotage or hate money or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But for me, and those are all things I struggle with too, but like communication piece of like being clear, being honest, being direct, but still being kind, being empathic, like all of that, all those lessons, having hard conversations and also looking at like, oh, a mistake was made. I want to blame this other person. But if I back up a little bit and I put my guard down, the truth is, did I really clearly communicate to that person what my expectations were, what I wanted, how to do it? And almost always the answer is no. And so the blame gets back placed onto me and it's like, well, how can I communicate better? What does that look like? And those skills, those communication skills have moved into my like personal life Mm. where personal relationships, it's so much easier to have hard conversations that before I didn't have the practice. I didn't have 
the skills and I would just avoid having a hard conversation because I didn't know how to have it. Yeah. And now I'm like a little bit better at that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And it's, there's so many layers to it, but that's one of the big ones that, that has been a game changer for me. I love that. And I also love the idea that sure. Yes. There is space for personal growth in your entrepreneurial journey, but maybe actually dealing with your family, not your family, but like a person's family, that's where real deep personal growth happens, right? Like that's that, because those are the things that really, really matter. And these businesses are fun and we do need to survive and like buy food um, and, you know, gas for our car, like all that jazz. But like, but the things that really, really matter are like communicating with our loved ones and supporting our families and like, yeah, being, feel like you and I, like we were able to circumvent a lot of the communication things because we like intuitively understood each other and what was happening so well, but it also might've made it harder to have the harder conversations because we didn't know how to like connect when we weren't already on the exact same page. I'm definitely better at that sort of stuff than I was when I started working with you. And I think part of it is also just like knowing that like I could talk to you about anything. So like I, like I, I have, we have, you and I have had a number of personal, personal and business difficult conversations. And they've always like been like exactly what we needed to learn in our big lives and, and like our outside of business lives and, and move us forward, but also like having a soul friend and like having like a family member who's not your family that like that, I think maybe even lets the harder conversations outside of, outside of business and outside of that friendship be a little bit easier. It's like, we got to practice on each other and somehow like knew we were going to accept and love each other anyway, even if it was like, like harder, but yeah, I do think that it's like business isn't all play. I'm not trying to say that, but it's not, I think you're right. The idea that like, you should just be like facing your personal struggles every single day while you're working is like, not necessarily like the message we want to be sending to people. Right. I feel like fertile ground is going to help people with that though. Isn't that part of what you're doing is like, we are doing, cause I'm going to be in this mastermind starting in June. Can't wait. But like h- how to like relate or like support like yourself in your business in a more equitable is not the word I'm looking for, but, um, yeah, regenerative way. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And having a place to go when you do have to have our conversations, like, well, how do I navigate this? What does this look like? It's really helpful to have insights from others who've been there, done that. Yeah. Or doing, being there, doing that. (laughs) Being there, doing that. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We were going to talk about what it feels like to be recording our 25th episode too, right? Oh yeah. Maybe that's like like where we can like kind of close on, not, not to like end it quickly, but like I was um, reflecting, my mom's not very good at like internet stuff. So she's like, oh, I didn't know you had another podcast episode. And I like counted them. And I was like, uh, there's 25 women. Like you have like a hundred hours, <laughs> no, like, you know, 60 hours of like me and Shanti talking to people to, to peruse when you miss me next time. But yeah. So how does it feel for you to be recording our 25th episode? I mean, I can't believe we've recorded 25 episodes. <laughs> like 
that happened and I'm really proud of us. We've been super consistent. We've had so many amazing conversations and, and we're going to keep going. Yeah. Even though you're, you know, you're not working for me anymore. You're doing your own thing. We still get to have, like, we still get to hang out in real life, but also on the pod. And yeah, I think that's a beautiful thing. Me too. I also um, got your email right before we jumped in about people not telling us that they like it enough. No, that's not what you said, but you were like, (laughs) you were like, basically basically, like hit reply and tell me you listen. So we actually have a lot of downloads. I think I feel like it's a lot of downloads for like a, a new pod, maybe not a lot for like the quality of like guests that we have. Cause we have like crazy, awesome guests on it, but we have a lot of downloads. And we have, uh, like, I have so much fun on it. And my favorite part is like when we finish our podcast and we like end usually like afterwards, people are like, that was so fun. It felt so natural and easy and real and organic. And like, that's like great. And actually this podcast is what made me comfortable with the YouTube because I was trying to figure out how I could like, I don't want to write like 5,000 word blog posts and then like pitch them to convert kit to try and get clients. Like, I'm just not interested in that, but I, I can, I can BS with the best of them. So I was like, well, I love the pod. Maybe I'll just make loom videos. It's kind of similar, but yeah, I feel like partially having such great, like such a great team behind us. Like the team at Ginny media makes it really, really easy to just like show up and like shoot the very interesting shit. And we have some really cool guests coming up too that I'm excited about. Um, and then have something really fun to, to share and showcase. And I have like 200 people on my mailing list and you have like 8,000 or something. So I don't get a lot of replies slash I don't send emails, but I do get Instagram DMs from people who listen sometimes. And it's really interesting to be out there in the world sharing thoughts and then have people be like, oh, I loved when you said this thing, or this was really great. So this is not like our call to action for you to like, tell us that you like it, but it is helpful to know whether or not we should keep going. And and I feel so grateful that we're going to, because it's like, we get like a weekly hangout with like some baller person in the marketing world. But yeah, it's also cool to see that people are like getting value from it. Or there was um that one gal in our Amy Porterfield Slack group thing, our DCA Slack group thing, who sent me just the best message. Oh, shoot. I wish I could remember who it was. Um, maybe her name was Emily, but she sent me just the best message about how like listening to her podcast made her like realize that like like almost that we were soul family, like that, like she could like see herself in us or that like she could relate to us. And I know that like, speaking of thought terminating cliches, we are, we are conspiracy theorists outing us right now, which means that a lot of people were right. We've been right the whole time. So, you know, <laughs> love it, not, not love it. I, I only get joy from being right not from what's happening. Uh, but anyway, but like, I think it's called reality theorists now. Oh, reality theorists, pattern recognition experts anyway, yeah. but like to be having a place where it's not, we're not making this all about politics because who wants to, but to have a place where we can be ourselves and then people feel like, Oh, these are my people. And that's what I love about the podcast is like finding our people and letting our people find us. 
And I love it when I see myself reflected in somebody else. And that is impetus to be out there in the world, even though I don't, oh my God, I don't, I don't want to have photo shoots and um, I don't want to like pitch other people's podcasts, that sort of thing. That, that like finding your friends, finding your community online, no matter where they are in the world, I feel like the podcast gives us such a beautiful way to do that. Yeah. It's great to be able to talk about whatever. Yeah. And if someone like disagrees, well, then they just stop listening. Like right. there's no comments. There's no one like yelling at you because they don't agree with what you said. And that's really liberating. Mm. I haven't been on the receiving end of like too many trolley th- comment sections, but I have enough that I don't, I know that I don't like the way that it feels in my nervous system. And this is like a whole other thing. Yes. Yeah. Like really just, it's also a beautiful experiment in, well, what's going to work and what's going to grow it. And how, how can we reach the people who are our people and are going to resonate? And what does that look like? And like, it's just the playground and we're just like jumping from thing to thing and, and, but also remaining consistent and steadfast with the main thing, which is the podcast talking to awesome guests and like going, hopefully having enough depth that what we're talking about feels helpful and supportive and actionable and insightful Yeah. And so that's the core thing that stays the same, but then the different strategies that we can use to shine a spotlight on that thing Mm. and to call in the right people who are going to be interested in that thing. That's the playground. That's the, like, that's what being a marketer and a business owner and entrepreneur is all about. So yeah. In my email today, I was like, I've been sending podcast emails, but honestly, like no one replies and the open rate sucks and I don't like it. So, I mean, I'm going to stop doing it and I'm going to try some other stuff and see if we can find something that does work. And it raises other questions around like the health of the whole ecosystem. And the truth is people aren't on my email list because they like the podcast and they, and they join because of that, they're on there for totally different reasons. And they came from different places and there was no expectation that they would be receiving any information on this awesome podcast. So the fact that they're not like jumping over to Spotify and pressing play every week and having reply, it's not all that surprising. Mm. It's okay. Right. Oh, so there's some personal work, right? Like being able to continue on without like the, like, you know, when a client loves your work and they're just like, oh my God, I just like sent some stuff off today. And the client was like, oh my God, I'm so excited about this. I'm going to ruminate over the weekend. Can't wait. Right. You get that automatic sort of gratification, but like with what we're doing here, we're just kind of like rambling into the universe about the things we care about in relation to marketing and copywriting uh, and, and like, you know, empathy ecosystems. And it is cool because we can attract our 
our people, but also it isn't like even on YouTube, I have a comment section, right? There's no like comment section here. So it's like, and maybe this isn't that great because you're a pretty big persona in the world, but we hit over 3000 downloads, which is like, you know, more than a hundred downloads per episode. And we've only been doing this since November. And so it's actually not bad in my opinion. Like that's pretty great. Right. But is it like, but it's in, into the void, right? Like, is it, it's, it's, there's not this like direct feedback from people being like, yes, this thing you said was so great. Blah, blah, blah. I love you. Keep going. Yeah. And like, how do we keep doing that anyway? Because actually like nobody, I mean, I do Strava my runs, but like nobody is like, oh, good job. You went to yoga today or good job. Like it looks like that run was a little bit slightly fast. Oh, I saw you got some personal records. And I mean, uh, right. Like nobody's doing that from, mo- they're not right. caring that I ate a salad instead of poutine. Speaking of which I had really good poutine the other day. So next time you come visit, we're going to go for that for sure. Um, <laughs> but continuing to do what we love doing anyway, without it needing to be this like, Oh, actually the podcast brought in five figures last month. Therefore it's worthwhile. Or I had five people tell me they loved the most recent episode. Right. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, it's such a great point. It's like the reasons why we do things don't always connect Mm -hmm. to tangible, hard data numbers. Like sometimes it's just like, no, like we enjoy it. And it's a great way to connect with people and have cool conversations. Right. And like, is that enough? Well, I mean, I'm pretty excited about the people we have coming up in June. So right now it really does feel like enough. Um, it feels like enough. And then anything else is like bonus. bonus. Totally. That's great. Yeah. I wonder how that could relate to like, all of business. Like maybe I didn't need as many accolades, but also then you got to learn how to like communicate better or what have you, right? Like all of business and all of life. Um, but I feel like we've been talking about this enough for me to say like, so if you like the podcast, you should let us know because we want to know and we never ask for reviews, but like we, I, I watch them. I'm not asking. I'm asking right now, <laughs> but I am watching and I do get excited and it does give me energy. And this podcast gives me energy anyway, which reminds me of something that I want to talk about more often, not, not necessarily today, but a little bit of like, which is like, I think you even mentioned it in, in an email or, or a post recently, but like different ways to look at profit maybe, or like ROI versus ROE, like that return on return on energy that Laura spoke about recently. Like there's, there's different ways to look at what's working and what's not working in your business. And I also think like there's different ways to look at what's working and what's not working in your team. Right. And like, like one giant win that we had, both of us was like, I gave five weeks, no, six weeks notice and was happy the whole time, which means like you are a phenomenal boss because usually I would give notice and be like, you could put me on the schedule, but I wouldn't, you know? And so like, I think there's like, both of us have had so many chances to grow in the last couple of years. And now we just get to like support each other without there having to be a paycheck attached to it, which for me feels so good, actually, like just to be able to like, 
not like, I, I mean, I loved getting paid by you. I got paid well. I'm just say that again. Anyone who like wants to work for Shanti is worthwhile for sure in so many ways, but it's really nice not to have like a transactional feeling at all in our friendship too. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Thank you so much mm-hmm. for all Thank of the you. things, all of it. And I'm really excited for whatever our next chapters will look like. Mm. We're just like little books tucked on the shelf beside each other. Yeah, exactly. Totally. Big books, big, like big books. women's, big books. women's bodies, women's wisdom, whatever that book is, <laughs> at least that, at least that big. So I don't know if this was a little bit of like a ego, egocentric podcast, but anyone who makes it all the way through, thanks for listening. And thanks for being in our ecosystem because as much as we don't want to have to do it for the accolades, it's really cool to know that people are listening. They are subscribed and are getting something from us getting to hang out together on Zoom. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. So if you've got accolades, here for it. We'll take them. <laughs> We're not saying we need them. We aren't calling no. though. We will take them. <laughs> yes, totally. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys. See you next time. Well, look at you listening to the very end. We are so deeply grateful for you and borderline obsessed with hearing what resonated most and how you're taking the seeds planted in these conversations and sowing them in your life and business. It would mean more than you know if you would share this episode with a friend or subscribe, rate, leave us a review on your favorite podcast player. Your reviews tell the algos behind the apps that we are worth pressing play on. So please, if you're feeling generous, take two minutes to share the love. And if you are curious around what your unique advantage is in this wild and wacky online world, Take the unfair advantage quiz at shantyzack.com forward slash UA quiz. And thank you again, sunshine. Go light up the world and we'll see you next time.